0: I'm Pastor John Peterson. I'm Pastor Luke Ulrich. And I'm Vicar Jacob Kempfert. The Mount Olive Mankato podcast is your weekly message of peace with God through Jesus Christ. We welcome you to join us on Sundays in Mankato to experience the friendship of our congregation and Christ's love. For service times or to learn more about Mount Olive, visit us at mountolivelutheran.org. That's mtolivelutheran.org. And now it's time for your weekly message of peace with God through Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for our meditation this evening is recorded in the epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 4, and we read verse 15. Please rise as we read as follows in Jesus' name. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us pray. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, flood me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. Within your wounds, hide me. Do not allow me to be separated from you. From the wicked enemy, defend me. In the hour of my death, call me and bid me come to you, that with your saints I may praise you forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. When we last left our enemy, the devil, Jesus had perfectly withstood every single one of his temptations, and with two simple words, begone Satan, he had sent Satan packing. And not only in those temptations, but we discovered also that in Jesus' entire holy life and in his death and in his resurrection for you, he conquered all of Satan's power. He conquered all of the power of sin over you, and he conquered death itself for you. And in the means of grace, in God's own word, In holy baptism, in the Lord's Supper, he gives this conquering victory directly to each and every one of us through faith in Christ. So now, the holy Christian church on earth is in the long victory march home. This victory march started in Jesus' tomb when his body was raised from death itself and when he descended to his victory march's first destination, To every street and avenue of the capital city of Satan, to hell itself, where Jesus proclaimed his victory over all of Satan's power, where he proclaimed that all of Satan's work had come to nothing. And that march has been going on ever since. And now we, in the Holy Christian Church on earth, we join in this victory march, in our journey from the empty tomb of Easter all the way to the full feast table of the Lamb in paradise. And we do march through this fallen land of our earthly exile. But we are marching in victory formation. And as long as we stay in formation, as long as we remain in that word of God that gives us true repentance, that gives us forgiveness of sins and salvation, as long as we remain daily in the grace of our baptisms, as long as we cherish that body and blood of Jesus our Savior Given for us on the cross, that is now given to us for the forgiveness of all of our sins. As long as we remain in victory formation, we have the certain victory. And no one, nothing, can drag you away from the victory formation. Christ won the war. By faith in Christ, you won the war. It is finished. So why does it so often seem like it's not finished? Why does it so often seem like the war is just dragging on and on and on? Why does it seem so often like the war is being lost? And we are the ones who are losing it. It's because while nothing can snatch you out of Jesus' hand, nothing can drag you away from this certain victory march, we ourselves can walk away. We ourselves can jump out of formation. We can leave the Victory March. We can grow so comfortable in our march through this fallen earth that we prefer to stay here in our exile and so abandon our posts in the Victory Formation in order to pursue vain comforts and vapid pleasures, in order to follow after these wandering shadows off in the trees, these ashes, Or we can grow so comfortable and so self-satisfied in expecting a life of conquering ease that we start to sleepwalk in prideful complacency. So our enemy, the conceited, bitter, defeated devil, still wants to attack this victory march. He sends his soldiers against us in skirmishes. He's already lost the war but he can still start skirmishes against us. And skirmishes are small fights. They're little battles. They're usually between smaller groups of troops. And skirmishes in the, in the context of an entire war, skirmishes are small. They're inconsequential. They don't really determine the outcome of a war. One skirmish, if you win or lose it, it doesn't matter. You can still win the entire war. So we like to maybe think that these skirmishes are small, insignificant things. But a soldier who's won the war can fall just as easily in a cheap and petty skirmish marching on the way home from that victory than he can in a grand, epic battle. In fact, a victorious soldier can fall more easily in one of these cheap and petty skirmishes if the soldier has let his or her guard down in the prideful complacency of victory. So the devil will use these skirmishes, these fights. He will use temptation to lure us away, to draw us away from the victory formation. It won't get him the smallest little sliver of any kind of victory, but it might add one more soul to the suffering of his defeat. He uses these temptations to get us to betray our victory and turn ourselves over to be imprisoned by our fallen foes. In this victory march through the devil's land, we should seek peace, but we should not seek a peace that desires to be free from all temptations and all troubles. Because the more we try to flee from these temptations and troubles, the more they seem to find us. Rather, we should seek that peace that Christ promises us. We should seek the peace that endures through temptation. The peace of Christ that endures no matter how many adversities attack us from any side. Because it is not our peace, it is Christ's peace. The peace of God which passes all understanding. This is the peace of the victorious high priest who leads his victory march and who calls you to stand right next to him in the rallying cry of his holy word. So it's a grave mistake to think that we will not have any temptations or trials. But it is a worse mistake to think that we can't withstand temptations or trials. We can. We can. It might not seem like it, but we can. God promises it to us. In his clear, plain words of scripture, in 1 Corinthians, he says, God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Every single temptation that we face, God already gives us the strength to withstand it. He gives us the path to escape from it because he paves the path of victory for us. God promises us this in his word. He would not promise it to us if it wasn't true. So we must remember the source of this power. It's not within us. The power source for this is Christ alone. We must remember the source of this power and stay as close to this power as we can on this victory march. And we must cut off every single avenue that would distract us and take us away from this power source. Cut it off. Not an option. Because we have one victory and one power source for victory. God's word also plainly tells us, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. We resist the devil not by our own power, not by our own reason or strength. We resist the devil by drawing near to God. By drawing near to Christ. The devil brings these skirmishes against us and so we must rally to our victorious Savior, Jesus Christ. Psalm 91 says, His truth will be your shield and armor. And the devil, who is a coward in the face of God's powerful truth, will flee. The devil's flaming arrows of temptations will sputter out when they clash against the shield. They'll plink off the shield of God's truth and they'll fall useless to the ground as ash. The devil, who is a coward, will flee. You have Christ. There's nothing else he can do but run away. Right. (laughs) For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. In the account of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, We saw that Jesus withstood those three temptations perfectly and without sin. But God's word also tells us clearly Jesus didn't just withstand those three temptations. He withstood temptation in every way, in every point that you are tempted. Jesus withstood it. Jesus' resistance to temptation was was to fulfill God's perfect righteousness, but it is also to be with you So he sympathizes with you. Jesus allowed himself to be tempted in every way so that he can be your warrior priest, standing at your side in the midst of your sufferings of temptation, knowing exactly how you feel, knowing exactly how you suffer in temptation, and giving you his strength to resist. He knows the weaknesses of your human flesh because he became weak in his human flesh, but he was without sin. And so, as our high priest, without sin, he was also the sinless sacrifice. He offered the sinless sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. And now he has the scars of sacrifice to prove it the marks in his hands and in his feet and in his side. And those scars, those marks of sacrifice, bear testament. Before the throne of God Almighty, that this sacrifice is complete, it is finished, and God accepted it. So, when the Father now sees us in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our temptation, He sees Jesus standing in front of us, and He sees those wounds of our sinless Jesus. And He says to us, as any loving Father will, Suffer no more, your sins are forgiven. In these wounds, I, your all-powerful, all-knowing, loving Father, have all of the proof I need to declare your sins forgiven. And you, my beloved son, my beloved daughter, do you need any further proof from me? Do you need any further strength at all as you proceed from one dangerous skirmish to another? Well, very well. Then here is my baptism. Here is my word washed over your head to name you as my own dear child, to cover your skin in the pure robes of righteousness and to recreate your heart in the one washing of rebirth and renewal in the Holy Spirit and through Jesus Christ. Do you need any further strength? Very well. Then here is my Holy Supper. Here is the very body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins on the cross. Take and eat. Take and drink. Receive your salvation. Make it a part of yourself. Receive your medicine For healing and eternal life. Do you need any further strength? Very well, here is my holy precious word, which stands as an everlasting testimony of everything that I've done to save you, everything I've done to call you my own. And here are pastors to proclaim this great word to you. Here, here's pastors, take them to proclaim my grace and forgiveness to you every day of your life to minister my grace to you with their hands and voices, to feed you with the word of strength and victory that empowers you to conquer in the face of all your temptations. Do you need any further strength? Very well. Then here is the gift of confession and holy absolution that I give to you which you can make use of as often as you need. Make use of it on Sunday morning, on Monday evening, on Wednesday evening. Make use of it as an entire congregation, an echoing chant of confession and absolution. Make use of it as an individual. Seeking individual confession and absolution with your pastor. Make use of it as often as you need to bring to me your struggles of temptation so I can raise you to victory once more. Make use of it as often as you need to bring all of your sins to me so I can obliterate them. As often as you need to hear once more the unchanging truth of all eternity, your sins are forgiven. Depart in peace. Do you need any further strength? Okay, very well. Then here is my Christian church on earth to serve as your victory march of salvation, to keep you in this victory all the way from the empty Easter tomb to the full feast table of the Lamb in paradise. This victory formation started in hell itself where it declared victory over all of the powers of Satan, where it declared all of Satan's work had come to nothing. And this victory march is still going and you are a living voice in its eternal choir, and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. Do you need any further strength? Ask. Ask, and you will receive it. Every day of your life, ask, because the days of your life will run out long before my eternal love for you ever could. And then when the days of your earthly life wear out, then all of your sufferings, all of your temptations will be over. And then you will finally enjoy my victorious rest. Amen. Please rise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever and ever. Amen. We continue with our offering. You may be seated.